Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new and exciting episode of Our Take on Home and Away. This is the podcast where we will be discussing the Channel 7 Australian soap opera, Home and Away. So, my name is Jonathan, and joining me today, we have Angel. Hey, Angel. Hi, how are you doing today? Doing really good. I'm super excited to be talking about what is arguably one of my favorite soaps in the world, and I watch quite a few of them um home and away so i it's a show that's near and dear to my heart and i'm really excited to get to discuss the show and i'm so excited that you like hit me up and you're like hey i'm you know i'm watching this show right and i was like what no i didn't know so like i'm really excited that we get to sit here and discuss and analyze and debate some of the cool stories that are going on because i i feel like we're gonna have a lot of the same opinions on things but then a few of these i don't I don't know, so I'm I'm excited to deep dive into it. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm, I'm ready to jump in. All right. To the well, sea. <laughs> before we get to the actual meat of the show, uh, which will be the actual discussion on the stories, uh, I was thinking it'd be really interesting to just kind of quickly discuss kind of our history with Home and Away. So. How long have you been watching Home and Away? Like, who are your favorite characters, storylines, and why are you still watching this little show from Down Under? So I had a bit of a, um, like, truncated history with Home and Away. Um, I, so way, way back in the year 2000, I got first got the internet, and I went to a uh, web ring, because I'm a huge American soap opera fan, and Home Away was actually my first exposure to international soap operas. So um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a site, I think it was called Back to the Bay or something yes, like that. Yes, Back to the Bay. That had clips of the opening credits and then clips of like the show, like from different years. And I was just all in it. I was watching it. And um, I have been watching clips of it maybe like once a year for like a long time. And then a few years back, um, Hulu actually um, started airing it. Um, I think it was like 2015, 2016. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it's around there. Yeah. Um, so I was watching a little bit of that, and but it, but immediately after taking off of Hulu, I'm like, oh, no. So I kind of lay dormant, and then I uh, picked it up again. Um, Mostly because of this podcast, because I was like, because I was watching Hollyoaks, which I also love to death. And um, I was like, I want to pick up Home on the Way because I, I remember being into that show when I was a teenager and for a long time. And it's it's good. I like it. I really like it. It's an easy watch. Very. It tackles some stuff that, like, uh, and I hate to compare this to the United States soap operas, but they tackle things that the United States soap operas sometimes are afraid to tackle. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I think the thing that I loved about it, because I watched the pilot episode maybe, like, the the whole pilot episode maybe, like, about five, ten years ago, is that its origin was started from um, foster children. Mm -hmm. And and so that brings me to one of my favorite characters, Sally. Sally, oh, Sally, I miss you, Sally. I, w- I kind of wish Sally was still on the show. Um, like I wanted, to, like I kind of want to see what her dynamic is with like everybody. But I'm, I'm glad Alf is still there, and I'm glad like some of the older characters are there, like uh, Rue and Marilyn and all, and um, 
Irene are there. I, I'm glad we have those like stalwarts there, but I kind of want, I kind of want Sally. Oh, and Leah. And, and I kind of want Sally to be there. Cause she's like that. She was that glue for the false, for like foster family for like that origin story to be there. And I, I and she was sorely missed. Um, my other favorite character uh, to, comes to no surprise if you heard the beginning of the podcast is Angel. I love mm-hmm. me some Angel. Like, oh God, like, uh, when she was in the opening credits of that, of and um, where she was on the mirror, I was like, that's me. I, I'm Angel. I'm dancing in the mirror. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when when Shane died, I ooh, I was crying along with her. Oh, oh. Still one of the most heartbreaking deaths. Yes. And, um, see, my, so my, one of my favorite stories, this is gonna, it's like kind of a, I was watching a little bit of it, maybe, uh, it was about when, I forgot the name of that family. Tam and Sursock was a part of that family. The Sutherlands. Yeah, the Sutherlands. When, um, Chrissy found out that, like, the girl who didn't look like her wasn't her twin, and yeah. her actual twin came in. I, I think I laughed so, I never laughed so much at that, because it was just like, it was just like, well, I get it, they're fraternal twins, but, like, the girl who didn't look exactly like you was not your twin. Like, I don't know, it's one of, one of my, one of, one of my favorite storylines, and, um, Actually, I kind of like some of the storylines that they're telling now, but I'm not going to I'm going to get into that when we talk about it. Uh, see, I didn't even think about that with with Danny. Like, oh, that was <laughs> that's just such a time. And I, I liked, honestly, the Sutherland family a lot. So that was some good times, periods. I, I wish I'd seen more of them because that was during a little bit of a home and away gap for my memory. So for me, it's kind of. I have a weird and long history with the show. So I started watching International Soaps with Hollyoaks when it aired here on uh, BBC America. And when I was talking to people online about it, like one of the people I was really good friends with, Brooke, um, mentioned, hey, have you – oh, actually – I knew that she was in Australia, and I brought up to her. I was like, hey, how are your soaps down there? And she's like, they're trash. Don't do it. I was like, well, I mean, okay, but but why? And she's like, yeah, I just I wouldn't do it. And I actually ended up convincing her to pick up Home and Away again <laughs> and um, giving it a shot so that we could watch together. So I started watching, and that was in 2008, and I watched Sally's Exit. And that was kind of like when I first started was literally as she was leaving. And quickly thereafter in 2009, um, Seven started re-airing Home and Away from the start. Um, so I've gotten to see all of Home and Away from 1988 all through 96, and then I became like such a huge super fan that I watched like some of the episodes um, in 06, 05, when, whenever the Summer Bay Stalker was going around killing people. Um, that was just ah, everything about this show just really excited me, um, and it's just there's something about. The, that origin story that you mentioned, it was a show built around fostering. It was built around family. It was built around these characters and this community. And I just really loved the Bay. And mm-hmm. I really loved the stalwarts that you mentioned. Like, I am so incredibly protective of Irene and Alf and Maz and Rue. 
like I, I love Kanga and I just I there's something just about this show that just gets me and I will forever be rooting for it. Yeah. Um, favorite stories. Oh my gosh, there's there's so many um to list, but I think the ones that really just come to mind. Um, there was I want to say it was 2009 or 2010. They did a year long mystery. And they announced from the start that it that episode one was going to kick off the mystery, and episode the the finale was going to wrap it up. And I'm just all about that stuff. Like mm. if you tell me there's a mystery, then I'm going to be looking for clues. I'm going to you know trust me. Me and my Scooby Snacks are here for it. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. And it was just this really honestly it was super weird because there's a people smuggling element and it was just a lot but i i really enjoyed what the show has like i love the original stories i i love um when rue was like trying to just mess with people's lives and like was claiming that she was pregnant with somebody's baby but she oh no i remember frank's that baby but she really wasn't with frank's baby it was this other guy and then it, it literally was kicking off the soap itself and frank and trying to get with bobby and then, like, then we have by Bobby's death by shark. Like, there was just like all wow. these iconic memories. Bobby in the fridge. Like, ah, the show is is so just near and dear to my heart. I just love it so much, and it, it's something that I do still enjoy today because it it is unlike any other soap. And by that I mean it tackles these really heavy subjects, mm-hmm. which we're gonna get into in a little bit. But it does so in a way that's lighthearted enough. That it bounces itself out. Like we can talk about some really dark stuff, but also in the next scene we're gonna see the bay, we're gonna see summer mm-hmm. sand, we're gonna see the the people smiling and having fun, and then the next scene we're gonna tackle some dark stuff, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. balance it out with some comedy, and then just people just laughing, and I like that because it's it, it's reflective of real life, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to just analyze the show and talk about it weekly and just really get into it. So. The last thing I want to discuss before we we deep dive into this week's episode. So, Angel, what are your thoughts on this airing schedule? (laughs) So, our traditional soap schedule for for just the normal people is Monday through Friday, one episode a day. That's just kind of how it works. And that's how Home and Away is broadcast when it re-airs in the UK. Um, But in Australia, uh, because the way Seven's got things set up, it currently airs. One episode on Monday, one episode Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and then on Thursday, we get three episodes. Not one, not two, oh. but three. An hour and a half of my life every Thursday is dedicated to being in Summer Bay. And it's not – I'm not saying that as, like, somebody who's upset, but I, I'm kind of upset. I would <laughs> li- like – I hour and a half long episodes are cool for, like, a movie or for, like, an event or like a special treat. But or if you're every, another world and decide to experiment for it in the 70s. But, <laughs> but like every week, I don't I don't have time for that, Angel. Like I'm just, no. No. So I was so confused. <laughs> I was so confused. I was just, so the way I watch it is like on a, I'm not going to mention how I watch it because I don't want to get zapped. But um, I... I picked up like the third part of an episode 
And I was like, oh, the opening credits aren't playing. Maybe they just skipped over it. And it turned out it was like the third part of the episode. I was like, I got to go back and watch two more sections of this. And, um, and like I mentioned before, like, okay. There's a reason why soap operas did, only experimented with 90-minute formats, like, in the 70s when Another World was, like, on fire. This is just too much. But I did, but, but when I did finally sat down and watch it, because I was going into town today, I was like, I was going to the city today, I was like, okay, I'll watch it on the train, because it's, it's, it makes sense if I just watch yeah. it on the train. And... I like how it flowed because it's because it didn't because it didn't mm-hmm. give you every character from the jump. Like midway through, you got Robbo's story. In the beginning, you got um, Ben's story, and then at the end, you got and then trickled up throughout. You got Marilyn's story, and you got other stories there. You didn't get but the, the stories that weren't there, they all aired on Wednesday, and. They all there on Wednesday because it was Wednesday and then you got the rest of the week there. So I like how the episode itself was structured. I just wish it could do seven days a week like every other show. That's all, like that's all I'm asking. And it's something that it's really weird just how it flows because like you said, it does flow well. Like the the way they write the episodes, it, it works for what they're they're doing. I think it's gotten better over time. Mm-hmm. So like when it first started, I don't feel like it was as connected because I don't <laughs> think that they they were expecting to for it to air like this, but and they film Home and Away films, I think, six or seven months in advance. Um, so there's a lot of lead time uh, before we get ahead. So like they had a lot to like prepare for. So we're getting to stuff now that that you know all year long it's been doing this. So they're they're able to adapt to it. But it's just, I I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I'm I'm really curious. We were talking off uh, air about it, mm-hmm. but next year. Things are going to be super weird because Australia has gotten the rights to, I mean, Channel 7 Australia has gotten the rights to Australian Big Brother. And we don't know what that means yet. So, like, that could potentially really shake up how they schedule things and how they air things. Because this year was the longest break we've had um, in between the season finale and the premiere. Like, there was... I don't think Home and Away aired at all in January, and I believe it was late February when we returned. And I'm I'm curious if that's gonna have anything to do with this new Big Brother cycle. We don't know if Big Brother, like traditionally, it's aired five days a week in Australia, and I don't know if we're gonna do that or if we're going because there's rumors that it's finally going to be following the North American rules, which I'm sorry, I'm a big Big Brother nerd. And I'm super excited if it is because that means there's going to be more Survivor-esque gameplay to it. I'm super excited, but then that could mean it only three days a week. So I don't, I don't know, and super curious. But I'm really glad to see that Seven still supporting. They said that earlier this year there's rumors that Homeway is going to be canceled. And they said no, nope, that's not. We're, we're very happy with the show. We want to continue to support it. So as long as they're going to continue to support it, as long as Channel Five is going to be throwing money at it. I'll make do with watching three episodes on a Thursday, but yeah, if they could, if through. they could just, just find a way to maybe, I don't know, give me, give me an episode on a Friday, I'd be, I'd be super give thankful. Give me a Saturday episode, probably. I don't know how that's that it. works in the U.S. I, but that's you know, you fine. Like I'd right find now. a way. Like that would be okay. If you want to just spread it out through and give me like 
every other day. And I know people are going to argue, well, then why don't you – you can do that. You can just watch a little bit. Yeah, but that's not the point. It's the principle of the matter, guys. It's the principle of the point. Yeah, yeah. We're Americans. We have to deal with five-day weeks. Shows yeah, and, so. yes. <laughs> you should too. Okay. You should too. Well, let's dive into some story discussion now, all right? So this was a really interesting week for Home and Away. It was. Uh, I, I've got so many feelings on a bunch of these stories. Um, so let's let's dive into first Justin versus Robbo. Okay. So Justin feels like he should have a say in how his niece is raised and really just wants custody of that child. Um, and Robbo's like, not no, but hell no. Um, so how are you feeling about this storyline? Because I, if I was Robbo, I'd be telling Justin to have a seat. Like, I, I get where he's coming from, and I understand his perspective. But also, this is my child, mm-hmm. and I'm here. Like, I understand, like, some stuff happened before, and it was kind of weird how this baby was conceived. But it doesn't matter. Baby's conceived. I've got custody of it now. It's mine. Back off. I think uh, Justin needs to take a theater row seat and deal with Ava. That's my opinion. He's got a daughter here. Ava, he got Ava, and he got, and he has his, he has his sexy Leah. Like he needs to worry about them. He needs to worry about them. Like, uh, like I was just, I was like, why are you, why are you, why are you worried about? I, I understand. Your family had to deal with witness protection, all the stuff like that. You were all together. You, you were all recently were now separated since um Brody had went out of town with us. With um, I'm forgetting the girl's name. She was mentioned. Simone. No. No. What was her name? I don't know. I didn't know like that story at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so like, ooh, I was like, every, I think the thing that got to me that was that he went over that house, barging into freaking Robbo's house multiple freaking times, and I was just like, oh, and Leah, it, it even got to the point where Leah was like, you need to stop. You need to calm down. You kind of no, no, I'm like. I was just like, Justin, chill, like chill, man. Take a theater row of seats, deal with your daughter because you're obviously are doing a good job telling her about Tori. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be a dad to be a dad to your daughter because you didn't Ava just recently come back or something. Yeah, like he doesn't I don't think have full custody of Ava. He's just kind of raising her like for the moment. Um, but the, the interesting part is like Leah even said it to him. At one point, he's like, she said something along the lines of, how would you feel if somebody was telling you that you weren't a good enough dad to uh, Ava? Like, exactly. they said you were not you were not good enough to raise her. Well, how would, how would you feel in this moment? And he kind of, like, sighed and looked at her. And I was like, no, you, Leah shouldn't back yeah. off there. That's when she should have kept pushing me. Like, exactly. And this is how you're making him feel. And you need to learn your place. Like, I get it. And you can offer to help as much as you can and if he needs it you just let him know you're here but boy this is not your kid like you don't it's not get to do it's this. uncle he's the uncle that's and uncles have less rights than fathers and than than the father does like yes Ravo is a sonny corinthos type of person like mm-hmm. maybe better than sonny corinthos i'm i'm gonna get hate for this but um but Ravo is out of that life now he mm-hmm. he and that was an excellent episode. Oh, I saw the episode, which was just like, ooh. But um, he's out of that life now. 
his focus is on the he's focused on the on the child a little too much focus on the child we'll get to that later and he just wants to raise that child that's all he has because he didn't get to raise his children from the jump like and now you want to go and now justin wants to go over there and just be like i'm gonna take this baby away because i have every right to because that's my sister's daughter like go somewhere else go somewhere else raise raise ava and you'll be fine Uh uh-huh 100 percent. it's just it's frustrating and i i I understand and i get where justin's coming from but he just needs to learn like this is not his place Mm -mm. like he needs to just back off and focus on like you said ava and then focus on the rest of the family and being there for tori and being there for when robbo needs his support because he's going to and that's something that jasmine's been like driving home to him and to no despair because Robbo's self-destructing. Like he is putting he is. everything he into puts that. His, he puts his whole life into that child. Which he won't awesome, like he but... won't even like he won't even let like he I, he was like even like hesitating to give the baby to Irene at mm-hmm. the end of the week. Like and I know Jasmine's gonna be pissed about that. Like <laughs> that yes, Irene is holding the baby. Yeah. And I hate it. The, the thing about that is I hate it. Robbo's explanation, explanation. She was like, well, Jasmine doesn't want to make it clear that she doesn't want to have kids. Well, people change their minds. Like what? Like she was there when Tori gave birth and I'm sure she had fell, fallen in love with that, with, with all six of those graces mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since they came, ever since she came in, like she, like she was there for the birth. She was right there, right there in the trenches. And I think Jasmine fell in love with that girl, but Robin won't let her in. And that's, ooh, that's, that's pissing me off too. Like a little bit. I have feelings about, like, I agree with Robin on the aspect that he does, like he needs to be Grace's father, but he has a wife. They walk down the aisle to, uh, while the streams by, by, uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift, like they're, yes. they need, yes, they need, they, they're forever now. Like, like they spent they, money on your wedding song. You they money on the wedding song. They got that church from when um Rue and Frank got married. Like they like they're ride or die. Like they're my couple. You now have that song stuck in my head and I yes. just want to sing it and listen to it. And I'm oh, really upset that we've oh. got so much more of this podcast to go. Yes. But that was uh okay. So I just I feel for him because I understand because of the way that he lost his family the first time that he does not and he's he doesn't know what to do because Tori is as far as he's concerned out of the picture like she may never come back mm-hmm. and so he she now has home. a child <laughs> yeah, she is but yeah. he doesn't know that right like in his mind like his she's on critical care she's in a coma and she may never wake up and his daughter may lose her mom and he's terrified because at any moment he knows how easily life can be taken. Yeah. And he doesn't want to miss a single thing and doesn't want to allow anything to happen to his daughter. And I, I it breaks my heart, but he's got to let somebody in. He's got mostly Jasmine. Like, that's, just, that's his wife. That's his, his wife. wife. And the way that he was treating her this week, like I think it was – or last week, um, it was uh, when he was talking to – colby about it he's like well she knew what she was getting into when 
like we married each other. Like she knew there was going to be a kid and she just was going to have to deal with it. And Kobe was like, she doesn't have a problem with the kid. That's not what she she's upset no. about at all. Talk to your wife. Have a conversation because she's trying to make sure you are OK. She's worried about you. You Yeah, don't no, that was this week. I love. remember that. Oh, like. No, it's like it's like just listen to your listen to your wife. Like she wants to, she wants in. She wants she wants to be in that a part of the family. She wants to like ah, uh, uh. I just I'm 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 hoping that he's gonna get his head on his shoulders and figure it out. It's just uh, it's it's hard I to hope, watch. I hope on Monday, like or whenever whenever they air get whenever the um that story airs again. I'm sure it's Monday. I hope I'm on Monday that they, um, that Jasmine rips into him for allowing Irene to ca- to carry the child and not her. Like I seen this little bit of a spoiler, but I hope she gets through to him some somehow because of that. It's there, there has to be something right. And there has to be just some progress made there. Because otherwise, what's just going to happen is Rob is going to continuously push her away, and mm-hmm. sh- it's going to blow up in his face. Mm-hmm. Just 100%. And I I don't want to see that. Because honestly, I really like them as a couple. I do. They're my rider. Like I said, they're my ride or die. They're my ride or die. I love them. They they have so much potential. And I'm, I'm ready to see them move past this and see where this story goes goes for him right like i'm very interested to see what the next arc for the the pairings are going to be because there's a lot of different directions that this can go and i don't exactly know like where where they go you know yeah well okay so next story up is Dealing with Ben, right? So the investigation around him has been completed and he's been found not guilty on all charges. So he was basically under investigation for smuggling drugs in surfboards. And yeah, it was this whole thing. And it caused him to basically spiral into depression. And things this week started looking up because he's found not guilty. And so he talked to Palmer and he got, you know, the the surf club to allow him to open back up the board shop, I guess, again, with a little bit of a rent increase. Yeah. And like all the stress and pressure just is crumbling under Ben again. And he's he's starting to crack, but he doesn't want to allow himself to crack. And he's asking for help. But he's also like, dude, those scenes are just so hard to watch. And when he's breaking down to Maggie and he's like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want you to see me like this again. And I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, uh, right in my feels. Ooh, see, this is why I love the show. Cause I don't remember the last time that an American show has dealt with mental illness like that. Like, um, yeah, we have Sonny Corinthos, but they, they kind of brush that under the rug sometimes. I think Maurice Bernard does more promoting his bipolar than the show does Sonny's bipolar. But that's aside from the point. Personal story, I have bipolar disorder and some anxiety along with it and depression along with it. And just seeing those scenes, it was just like, it hit me. Like, it was just like, oh, wait a minute. Like, 
it hit me right there. It hit me right in the feels, like right there. And when, especially, it was about a few weeks ago when I when I saw when um, he was taking the pills and he had a side effect to that, and that brought me back to when I first took pills and I had bad side effects and was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And but I but I had to push through. Whereas Ben was like, I can't take these pills anymore. I'm just gonna power through. And these, this story is just like probably one of my favorite stories because um, it just, it's not like, oh, the tra- charges were dropped, now everything's better. He's on the beach having anxiety attacks. And I know an anxiety attack when I see it because he was just going through it. He's like, oh my gosh, what if like the, he was cycling, cycling through it. And he was like, oh my gosh, what if like this happens and that happens and nobody, nobody comes to see me and everything like that. And I think the best part of the week was when, um, with, with Ben was when he got his first customer and they showed briefly like him interacting with the customer. And it was just, it was just like sigh of relief. Like, Oh my gosh, finally it's worth it. Like, I just, I love the story so much. Like, cause with the, with anxiety and depression and, all that stuff like that. And it was, and for him was situational with me. It was just, it's genetic with, it was, it was just something that I never seen dealt with before with such realism realism and dignity, that the way that it's been dealt with. Because they're not blaming him. They're not, they're not. Not a single point of, well, you know what? You're a man, so you need to pick yourself up and just figure it out because you're you're not this weak person that's dealing with this. And that's a, the the biggest difference, I think, because when we see these stories told here in the states, it's honestly offensive. Like, yeah. it's it's not told with care. It's not told with tact. It's something that just like makes me just angry to watch. Um, but this show, it's like. Yep, no, it's fine. And the fact that he's still fighting to get help and Maggie's staying by his side and she's not making him feel bad for the choices she's made, but she's struggling with it. And I love that. We're seeing all aspects of it. And like there was a couple of weeks ago where like she didn't know what to do. She literally was at a loss for words. And it was it last week where he threw the pills away. Yeah. And he was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I like she didn't know what the next move was. And now seeing that her husband wants to get help and wants to do this, like she's willing to do whatever it takes. She's ride or die. And I love that. They are literally my favorite family on the show right now. And I, I, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah. Although Ziggy and (laughs) (laughs) Ziggy and uh, I'm forgetting the, her, her um, boyfriend's name. Dean. Ziggy and Dean are kind of—it's kind of I this back them. and forth with them that I—that um, I, I wish that I wish they would have just like I wish I could have just sit them in a room together and be like just listen to each other like oh yeah you give us the surf lessons for free and just he needs money and that sort of thing but I'm glad that Mackenzie came through for him like I was I was so happy I'm I'm really enjoying Mackenzie now here's my question. Obviously, Colby's regretting ending his relationship with Mackenzie. What do you think of them as a couple? Because I'll be real, eh? Like I don't dislike them. I don't. I don't really know if I care enough about them. 
to be invested one way or another at this point. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Like there, like there's no real reason for me to, and getting the Bella aspect out of the way for for now. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to that right we'll after get this. To that. We'll get to that. Um, getting the Bella aspect out of the way. I I don't know. I didn't. I don't really see them. I don't know. I don't really see them as like a root, rootable couple, like the way that Ben and uh, Maggie and Robo and Justine are to me. Like they're they're all right. They're all right. They're um. Nah, I can't uh, like. I mean, didn't he just end things with uh, Ashley Brewer? So how long ago was that? <laughs> so that was January. Uh, okay. Or, or not January, whatever. Whenever the season premiere happened. So basically. They got married. I hate this show so gosh. <laughs> sometimes. So they got married at the end of last season. That was the season finale. Was their wedding, and then this season picked up, and basically he killed um, Bella's dad, and covered it up, and she found out about it, and she couldn't be with somebody that quote unquote was hiding something and breaking the law that much because she comes from like a, a police family um uh, so okay. like she she was always on the right and straight and narrow and she didn't feel okay covering that up and so it just caused the breakdown in their relationship and they tried to like kind of make it work but honestly her contract was up so it's time for her yeah, to she was, she was only and, down there for six months <laughs> yeah so she was like well it's it's time to go and so they they broke up and she she left yeah i was yeah because i was like wait a minute he's getting into a relationship awfully fast but i guess that's it, so it wasn't serious. it wasn't super fast and honestly like it it's time but it's yeah. just because that relationship was as much as they wanted it to be like the love of his life, like best relationship ever. It, it maybe for me, the problem was I knew she was only there for six months. So mm-hmm. I knew it had an end date. There yeah. was only, there was only so many possibilities for this relationship. They either got there happily ever after and left the show. She, they broke up and she left or she died. Like that was, the only options for how this relationship was going to end. And we knew that mm-hmm. from the start. So like, I don't think I ever made that true connection to it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with them moving on. I just, eh, like, I don't think it's not that I don't think they have chemistry, but I don't think they don't have chemistry, you know, like they're just, yeah. they're, they're a couple on my screen that I watch occasionally. And I think the thing that's holding me back the most from enjoying them and enjoying them their scenes is Bella. That girl. <laughs> so I I don't have anything nice to say yet, so I'm gonna let you start and then I will go on from there. What are your feelings on Bella right now? Okay. So side note. I needed to pause like a certain like a certain scene from episode and go back to back to the bay and read her entire character history because I wanted to know where she was coming from. I really did because I was just like, okay, why is she acting this way? What like it, it was getting to the point where I was just like, is she in love with her brother? I need to find out like like because she was that 
demanding. And um, I was I was just like I was just like I need to go back and read her entire history. So that's how I found about Ross. I found about Chelsea. I found about everything. And I was just like, okay, okay. So she's having a bit of trauma related to being raised by an asshole father like Ross. And she pretty much, uh, Cody is all that she has. So now I'm understanding it in some aspects. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll watch, I'll continue the episode. And then all of that got thrown out of the window when she was just like, this girl hates you. She, she hates me. She doesn't like all this and all this and all that. And then I think it was, it was Wednesday when uh, they were talking and she said, well, don't I have a say in the relationship? And me and Cody said, no. <laughs> and I was just, it, it was just like, place. is that your place? You're, you're, what are you, 15, 16? I don't know how old you are. Somewhere in there. But yeah. you're, you're, you're a teenager. Like, this is no. not your place. Go, go and, go and, like, because the first episode that I, that I jumped back into it, she, those, the, <laughs> The previously on was that she was about to burn down salt. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, why are you burnt? Like, like, I thought I was going to like this character because she was like, oh, she's a badass. She's about to burn something down. And then when I found out it was because, like, she didn't want, like, her brother dating this girl. I was just like, oh, sit down. Like, really, take us. You and Justin need to be on those theater row of seats that I told him to sit on because... She, ooh, she needs to, and then, and then I'm wondering, like, if she's even being played, like, and I'm, this is me thinking in, like, uh, I, um, like, I, I'm a soap opera fan type of thing. I'm wondering if she was played more with the teenagers, if she was, and not so much with the adults, that if she, if she was going to, because I, because the way that I've, got introduced to her was just her burnt, attempting to burn down a, um, uh, the yeah. salt. And then I par- barely see her with the teens. Cause like, um, cause like the teen story that I did see was the uh, exams and the cheating and everything with Maggie. And um, she wasn't even a part of that. So I'm like, I'm wondering like if she was just moved over to the teen section and out of the orbit of Cody and Mackenzie, me, would I have like would I like her more? Or would I still or would I still be like annoyed with her? Because I I can't deal with her being all up in their business like that. And maybe it's just me being in my 30s and talking like this. Because I would if I was a teenager watching, this, I'd be like, yeah, Bella, let's go. No, I'd be like, just get out of those grown folks' business and just deal with the teen, deal with the own. teens. Like, yeah, I think the problem for her right now is she came in bad time for the teens section like there is really no teens at this point so you have Ryder who is in i guess the older teen bracket now and he's like a couple years i feel like older than her and it just kind of doesn't work they kind of have to rebuild now the teen set around her and they're not doing that fast enough because uh, like I said, they're playing her with all the grown folks. Like she, they had to get rid of what um, Coco left a while ago. Then they had, um, oh gosh, that girl. Um, the Maz was fostering her. I'm blanking on her name. Whatever. They they lost everybody else that they 
they could play her with. And so now she's just in this adult storyline playing off them and it's not working. She's just that little nosy busybody. And yeah, and Ava's and Ava's too young for her. Ava's way too young. Ava's way too young. So the the scene that kind of did me in this week on like, girl, you're about to be fast forwarded, was when she was beating the sign with a stick. Yes, and and just Alex, snarling. It was, it was Alex, right? Yep. That came up to her, and like, she she's like, your hands bleeding. I'm like, I don't care about my hand. Like, like I'm like, okay. I I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that moment too, because I was just like. You're pr- okay. The first thing I introduced to you, like I said, was her burn- attempting to burn out salt. Now you're beating up signs, like, like, and and and, and, and third of all, why hasn't Cody taken her to therapy? Like, so they have th- done Colby's brought her to therapy, and she's done done that little bit. But the problem is now. So they did that right after it was she found out that Colby killed Ross. So that caused this whole thing to, to like blow up and she's gone to therapy, but like not really. And the, she doesn't like going to therapy because she doesn't want, she can't be tell the honest truth. Right. Yeah. Cause if she tells the truth, then that's getting him in trouble. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, it's really messing with her head as to what to do next, but I need her to figure it out fast because there's only so much more I can take of this. Yes. And I'm just, ugh. Ooh, I can't, ugh. Like, she's probably my least favorite character on the show. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. 100% my I'm least I'm going to be favorite. honest with you. And I, I don't, like, I, I don't know. Does the Sally have kids somewhere that could be shipped over to see Alpha? <laughs> because they need to build that teen set up, like, Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, Sally actually does have a daughter. Um, she, it's but Pippa or Matilda. Um, Pippa. No, I think Pippa. Matilda yeah. was uh one of the foster kids that Sally took in for a little bit. Was our, our Maddie, but she's she's way too old now. But Pippa yeah. is named after after Pippa. And, after Pippa. Uh, my heart, my heart. Pippa. But one day, well, honestly, I I fully expect them to to bring Pippa back at one point and just have her reintroduced to the bay, but. I think they're just going to save that for, for when she gets a little bit older. Cause it's also would Sa- how would Sally allow her daughter to, to, you know, be in the Bay without her. And Kate, I think Kate Ritchie's a little bit, a little bit busy right now. Cause she's, she's off doing her radio career and having, having a good time. Oh, outside. Good for her. So, I'm proud of her. I just want her to come back. Please throw yeah. money. At whatever it, it takes. It, oh my gosh. Cause they need that. Cause I need that. Um, like like we keep saying, they need that core, like that that core. Even bring back like like who who else from that foster family could they bring back? Like they could. No, I mean some of them are not alive anymore, but they could bring. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, too. obviously, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frank and Bobby are gone. Right, but there's 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 a lot, and I, I think that maybe we might see somebody, you know, maybe for the 35th anniversary in a few years, maybe maybe yeah. we'll build a bay at that point. But such is life. That we'll get to that, you know, in a few years time, maybe. Yeah. Um. So we talked about Ben's depression, and we talked about how that was relating to the canvas. But what I really think about is interesting about what Holly, I mean, Home and Away is doing right now is it's focusing on mental illness. And hot off that heels of that storyline is Marilyn's depression, and she's got empty nest syndrome. 
hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's hitting her really bad because Jet came back from the military for a little bit and she had to adjust to living with him and helping him through some injuries that he had and the depression that he was going through. And then he left and now they've also lost their next foster daughter and it's just created this like sense of self like she doesn't know what her self worth is anymore. She mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to to focus her time on. And John's just trying to be like, ah, just do the dishes and fix me a sandwich and you know just <laughs> just do that woman stuff around the house. It's fine. Like then you go into work later today and it'll it'll be good. Like you, it's just like normal. Like we're getting up here in age. Let's let's not worry about too much. And it's it's really hard for her to 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 deal with. And when she broke down to writer. Like that mm-hmm. was some hard stuff to see because I love Marilyn. She's like the connection to the home and away of old and the growth that that character has had over the years is night and day. And just seeing her beat down like this is it's heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. Ooh, that, that, that killed me today too. Um, cause because I, I was actually wondering, they didn't go out and say that it was nothing that syndrome, but I kind of picked up on it because it's like, because it's like. That, that's the only thing I can assume it is at this point, just based yeah, that's, on. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming because of because the, the thing that caught me was the picture when she mm-hmm. went the picture of her family. And um, so I would like and um, I and think this was one of my favorite sitcoms. Uh, and, <laughs> so so um Oh, like, and and I don't think I've seen the show. And like, go back to like comparing and contrasting U.S. soaps with international soaps. I don't think I've seen a show deal with empty nest syndrome ever. So this is like my first real time of, um, well, of soap opera. This is my first real time seeing like that play out, and that's. I think they're doing a good job so far. Like, cause they, cause like you had, cause like when I saw the, um, the, uh, preview, like the previously home and away, they had like the, the one girl saying bye summer bay and everything like that. And I didn't expect it to go into that direction where she's like, I'm depressed because like, I have no purpose left. And that was, also takes me back to that moment in the movie boyhood when, Patricia Arquette was like when her son was moving out into the dorms and she cried because everybody had moved on and she's still here. And it's interesting to me that I want to see how this plays alongside Ben's storyline because um, men and women deal with uh, emotion, uh, not mental illness differently. And I want to see like how if they and and I'm not and I haven't watched Home and Away like fully enough to see if they drop the ball on things, but it seems like they have a good thing going right now with these two storylines running concurrently like this. I hope that Ben and Marilyn are some are their storylines come together in some way that's beautiful and i don't mean them having sex because if that happens i would just be i'd be like no i mean i mean like some way where they just they can relate to each other in a 
character type of way that's organic. That's like, well, you're depressed, and why are you depressed? And I'm depressed, why am I depressed? And they they form a sort of bond like this. And also, Marilyn, uh, if you if you notice it to, too, Marilyn's depressed, too, because of the Tory situation. So that kind of links into the Morgan story. Because mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't like how she thinks that her family is falling apart the same way that the Morgans are falling apart. But in reality, it's because everybody has left. And but I want to, but to me, I want to see the way, like I said, I want to see how Ben and Marilyn's storyline links up together. Cause if I'm not mistaken, and we're going to get to Alex, uh, Ben seeing Alex, is she like, she's, is she a doc, is she a therapist or she's just a psychiatrist? <sighs> She's or a soap she doctor. Every, or she everything doctor. She's a soap doctor. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of how how it works. So there actually was a, an actual therapist on the show for a minute, um, and it made me so angry because it was um, somebody that had already been cast on the show, like recently, and he was cast. He was a, a contract player, and then he was cast in this guest star role as a therapist, and I was like. This is dumb because it it was dumb. Um, but uh, that that's what Alex is now. Just the town's doctor, you know, like it's she's the only doctor that works in the hospital. Tori's in her coma. So, you know, that's yeah, Mason's too new. Star, right? So, yeah, Alex is uh, just a guest star, right? So at this point, she's I think she's recurring, but I think she ends up with a contract. Okay. So, because I do believe, I I saw somewhere that she was still filming. So I think she's 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 good. Okay. Yeah, because I can't wait until um, Tori comes out of her coma when the actress comes back from maternity leave and see how their dynamic is in the hospital. Mm-hmm. If that if they're able to play it like that. But, and. I love John Palmer. <laughs> I, I got to Palmer. I don't know what. By like, far, my favorite. I like Palmer, and and I haven't seen Alf in a while, so I need to, because I know he's doing his own thing for. Well. He's doing his own thing for a little bit, but um. We're I, going to have an extended period of time without Alf uh, coming up, and I don't know if it's going to be how or how it's going to be addressed on the show because. Uh, the actor in real life uh, recently just had uh, like a triple bypass heart surgery. That was an emergency um, done. Plus, he was already con- working on his contract so he could be out to do Priscilla um, in the UK again. Um, so I think there's there's going to be a period where we're going to see him kind of like hastily written out for a little bit. Um, yeah. But he's he's doing well. So uh, okay, here's, good. Here's, here's, here's to you, Ray. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's our, he's our, he's our only one left. <laughs> I, mm, we are not talking about that. So yeah, no, I'm talking about like, he's the only one left from the beginning. I, so <laughs> I know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to put anything bad out there. So I, I need no, 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 no. Yeah, I need yeah, no. just keep doing well, get back soon and mm-hmm. just kill it. But the good vibes out there. Yep. But, um, I love John Palmer. I love him in Maryland. Like I they're just like they're they're like they're like the grandpa and grand and grandmother that you <laughs> that you 
that you want to have. And I'm only saying this because I'm a little younger than them, so I, they would be my grandpa and grandmother. Um, they're like the they're like the sweet old couple that you see in the park. Like they're that type of funny to me. I love them together. And yeah. once yeah, such great chemistry. And one, I'm hoping that once John gets hip to um, what Marilyn's going through, he will be really there for her. I feel like he will. I've got yeah. a root for him, hopefully. Yeah. Poor thing just doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Okay, so you mentioned our Dr. Alex. Mm-hmm. This week... She uh, embarked on kind of a story that's already making the internet catch on fire um, as Willow kind of put it all out there and, and gave her a kiss. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think of, of Willow and Dr. Alex? Because they've got some fire chemistry. I want to preface this. Um, I want to I wanna mention this now. I, I First of all, I like Willow and Alex. But I think it was a little weird that when um, on, uh, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday's episode, when Alex walked away from after kissing um, Willow, no, from Willow walked away after kissing Alex, there was this like overly dramatic music when they showed Irene. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck is Irene like a homosexual? I mean, I mean not homosexual, uh, homophobic or something like, why do they have to play this music? And then the next day, like when, when Irene was looking for Willow, I was like, I was like, what is she gonna do? Is she gonna like, is she gonna like condemn her to hell or something like that? But it turned out that she was for him. Like, well, that just didn't connect with me with the music at the so end of that weird. episode. It was so weird. Like, I thought, I swear to God, because like I love Irene. I was like, is she gonna pull like a Julie Horton? Like, what is she gonna mm-hmm. do? Like, like, but it scared me like that music scared me that being said i love them together what I is really do. is is it is it the shows or is the show's first real lesbian couple or if, same-sex if couple? they fully go without it yes it will be so they've done experimentation before um, and we've gotten, I think the closest that we've gotten, and people can let me know in the comments, but I think the closest we've gotten before was Joey and Charlie. So it was a out lesbian girl and a, well, they just played it as a bisexual cop. Um, and they kissed once, I think. And then immediately, like, people were up in arms. Like, this was, like, a big deal. And basically that story got, like, cut it was done it was over and then never like mentioned in a again. like in a uh bad way like yes like people so, were so like all up in arms so here's the one thing that i'm worried about like um because i we're in america so we i mean we do have that stuff happen here but i don't i don't know how their um how they how watchdogs work out there is do you know for sure if the storyline is is being attacked by watchdog groups because I don't I'm, know that's, this one. I'm this so, one I don't know, but the yeah, for, um, the Char- Joey and Charlie one was like that one. It blew up all over the internet of just like people were just why are you putting this filth on my story? Like you should like know time and place and it, like it was really yeah, just. I remember hard. neighbors. Uh, actually, no, I do remember neighbors when um. 
There was a lesbian back in the um, early when Sky, Sky. Man, when Sky Mangle was on there, and okay. I remember that that ended quickly too. Yeah. But then, but now Steph, but now they had Stephanie messing around with girls too, and I oh, don't. No, Neighbors has given up. Like Neighbors is 100%. <laughs> like they fly the gay pride flag 100%, which is awesome. But don't they have a gay couple? Then they have a gay couple, or don't they still have a gay couple on there? Yes. So they they have currently have a gay married couple. Um, on the show, and they they are really one of the most supportive. They have a trans character this season. Um, they have uh, they've had uh, lesbians on there. They they will 100% just tell a good story, and I appreciate that. The Steph messing around with girls thing was weird. Like that was that was just weird. Um, they also didn't play it all the way out, and that just angered me more. Um, but it was a fun show but home that's why i think home and away is finally getting on the bandwagon of like all right so they've been doing this let, let's just go ahead and see what happens and i really hope they play the story out i all hope the way so too because that's so much there's so much drama because also that fits willow like it fits Willow so perfectly that mm-hmm. she would uh, i'm watching what i'm saying so i don't get in super trouble but like i think this like it's it's not out of the blue for her to be experimenting or seeing what she liked. And I love that she asked Alex, how did you know? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? How did you know that you, you like girls? And she was like, I just knew. Like, how did you know that you liked boys? It's just kind of a thing. Like, it just, it was. I it love that conversation. Me. It was just who I am. And, like, I loved everything about it. And then I also like the fact that Willow doesn't know how to handle this. Like, she her gut instinct was to tell Irene, no, it didn't happen. No, it, it wasn't real. And like, no, this wasn't the thing because she didn't want to acknowledge it herself. And then now she's kind of processing it and kind of figuring out where to go. And I, it's, it's such a great story. I like it. I, that's the one, it's the one thing that like, I had that fear of like, Oh God, or the watchdog group's going to go after the show. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to stick to this. I don't want to like have, I don't want to be a stand to this couple. I, well, I'm not a huge stand to certain things, but I'm, I don't want to like be supportive of them. And then it turns out that like the Catholic center of Australia yep. <laughs> takes it down or something like, but I like coming in. I didn't know Willow had, um, was interested in men. I, I like, I never seen her win a man. So, but it, so I come, I'm coming in with her and Alex and it just makes sense to me. It's just, it just makes sense. Like, you know how you have those like couples that just make sense to you. That's how I feel about Willow and Alex. Like it. And I like how it's like the pace of it because it's like, it's all right. I'm questioning who, who I'm doing. I'm questioning what I'm doing. And then Alex comes in and kisses her. Like, I just love it. I don't even know why I love it, but I love it. I mean, I know I do know why I love it, but I'll, I, that's some storyline. One of the most, one of the storylines I look the most forward to. Like if, like if, if an Willow and Alex storyline is the same episode as a Bella storyline, I'll probably fast forward to Bella and go over to the Willow and Alex and mm. make that the Willow and Alex show for me. <laughs> oh, cause it's so much better. Uh, it is. But I'm rooting for him. I hope that this is a good long-term story uh, for him. I, I think it could be. I have faith mm-hmm. that it will be. Uh, I hope Alex gets the contract. 
baby, because I need I need the storyline to stay on here. Well, after we finish up this, I'm gonna definitely do some digging, see if I can't can't find out where or make sure that our girl's staying around. But I th- I think she I think she was spotted filming recently, so at least hopefully the story will go for at least a few more months. So if the watchdogs try and kill it, well, we gotta suffer with it because it's already in the can. So. Oh no! Well, also, well, also going into neighbors. Remember, neighbors is on a sub channel, so I don't think they really give a shit now. True. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, so, do you have any final thoughts or any other stories you wanted to uh, discuss before we wrap up for the night? Not that I can think of. I think we covered. Covered pretty much this everything. Week. We covered yes, everything this we, week. Yeah. We covered. We covered all all the main points at least for sure all right well thank you so much for listening guys uh before we wrap up we are going to do something that we do here at our tech media and that's give a rating for the week so on a scale of one to ten one being unwatchable ten being the best you've ever seen it how would you rate this week's episodes of home and away a nine wow and the reason why i'm taking a point off is you know, Bella. Bella is the point. Bella's a whole point that I'm taking off. But everything else, I wake up and I look forward to watching this show every day. Like, uh, and I'm happy to see it. Even with even with Bella, like that, I'm giving this a nine. Like, this is this is such a good show. <laughs> I I can't wait until Monday. That's awesome. Well, so for me, it and this is really cool to do is. Uh, so right now on the network, we're currently discussing General Hospital and Bold and Beautiful. Those are the two soaps that we have going on right now from the states that we're discussing. And on those, um, I have really strong opinions in the negative fashion. So my ratings are typically low. This one, it's the opposite. They're really high. Now, I'm not, I can't go as high to a nine, but I'm going to give it a solid eight. Uh, for me, the things that hold it back were Bella, obviously. Um, I'm not attached to Colby and McKenzie, so it's really just that that story that that's getting me. Also, I wish there was, you know, a little bit more of the Foster element brought into the show, and it remembered its history and. Mm-hmm little bit more of that but i i loved everything with irene i loved everything with um just everything like there wasn't a story beat that i didn't like except for bella and except for for that that family that cluster because there's something there that's holding it back um but everything else firing on all cylinders and i cannot wait to watch the episodes in the morning it's the first thing i do when i wake up and i definitely yes. am looking forward to seeing this show on Monday and seeing where the stories pick up, which is something that I don't get to do with other shows. And I'm really excited to see where home and away takes things and get to discuss them here on this podcast. So on that note, you can follow this podcast at our take media. You can use rtakemedia.com to listen, rate review. The podcast will soon be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts are listed, this podcast will be. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review there. You can follow Angel at Tornado Song. You can follow me at SoapWikiJohn. Please use the hashtag RTakeHA when discussing this podcast so we can 
find all your tweets and read them here on the show and interact with you because that's what we do. We we enjoy discussing this podcast and show not only with each other but with you, the listeners, because that's what makes doing this so much better. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time, bye bye